My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm seated in a destroyed room of the Gatchina Palace, just outside of St. Petersburg, Russia. This palace was gifted by Catherine the Great to her boyfriend, Count Orlov. When Orlov died, she purchased it back and she gave it to her son, Paul I, who eventually became the Emperor of Russia. When he died, the palace stayed in the family, and in fact, it was one of the primary palaces of the imperial family for generations. Then World War II happened and the enemy came. And when the enemy came, they bombarded this palace. And the reason this room has been left the way it is, is so that those who visit this palace can see the effects of war and devastation. The beautiful, beautiful decorations on the wall have been completely blasted off. But you'll notice I'm seated in one little section that has been restored. It makes me think of what Jesus said in Luke 19, verse 10, a remarkable verse. He said, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. You know, the restorers could have walked into this place and shook their head, thrown their hands up and said, too much destruction here, it can't be fixed. But they made a decision they would touch a part of this room and bring restoration to it and look at it. The restoration is simply phenomenal. But if you look beyond this slither, it's still total destruction. Jesus came into our lives to bring restoration. He came to seek what the enemy took. He came to seek what has been lost so that he can bring restoration to our lives. He wants to put everything back in order again, but he can only restore what we allow him to touch, just like this little slither was restored because restorers touched it, if we'll allow Jesus to put his hand into our life and do his work, he will begin to restore everything that was lost. He'll put it all back in order again. And that is what I want to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program, my friends. I've been waiting for you. And today we're going to continue our brand new series called You Are God's Restoration Project. Say amen. We saw yesterday that Jesus took you, recreated you, made you a brand new and made you a masterpiece that word in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, the Greek word poema, which literally means a literary masterpiece, it means when Jesus touched your life, he changed your story. Your story was going one direction, but Jesus wrote a new story, gave you a new ending. He made you his masterpiece. That is amazing. And you know what I found? As we continually surrender more areas of our life to the Lord, he continues renewing and restoring our lives. And it's amazing to me that many people have surrendered parts of their life to the Lord, but not all of their life to the Lord. But the Lord doesn't want to restore just a slither of your life. He wants to fully restore you and make you whole in every area of your life, every room of your life. He wants access to it so he can bring full restoration and release all of his creative powers to make you shiny again. 
And that's what we cover in this new series called You Are God's Restoration Project, How God Restores the Desolate Places in Your Life. And it comes with a study guide that is just loaded I love my study guides because I personally put so much work into them. And all the study guides have the Greek words, all the phrases, the history, everything in these programs is also in the study guide so you can read it while you see it or while you hear it. Please order these by going online or just give us a call right now. And this week for the first time ever. We're offering you a bundle of Denise's books. Denise has some wonderful books. She has her book called Who Stole Cinderella, which is really a classic on marriage. The subtitle says The Art of Happily Ever After. I've personally read this book four times. It will really help you. It'll be a blessing to you. So order it today. We're also offering you the book The Gift of Forgiveness which is about what happens when you receive forgiveness and when you give forgiveness to somebody else. And Denise's book called Redeemed from Shame. And as I told you in the last two programs, most people who look at Denise say, wow, she's so beautiful. She's in such good shape. She's such a godly, vivacious woman. But Denise had some issues of shame in her life. You say, how could she have anything to feel shameful about? Well, many people have issues of shame. But Denise was set free. And because she was set free, she wants you to be set free. And she wrote this book called Redeem from Shame. And she has a wonderful practical book called Do You Know What Time It Is? Which is about how you can redeem the time and buy back lost time and lost opportunities. The devil says, ah, you've lost it. It's gone. You can never recoup it. But you can. You can buy back lost time and lost opportunities and that's what Denise covers in this book. And please remember that when you become a partner, we're going to send you two books as our way of saying welcome to our partner family. And my friends, when you become a partner right from where you are, you change someone else's life. It is so powerful to be a partner. And if you're already a partner, I want to say thank you. The hate reach for your Bible. And today we're going to continue to see how Jesus is a masterful restorer in our lives. And I want to begin with Psalm 23, the first couple verses where the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures and leadeth me beside the still waters. And then in verse three, David says, he restores my soul. Say amen. The fact that Jesus is a restorer of souls is repeated all over the scriptures, it is a common theme that he is the one who restores our souls. But one thing that you and I can agree on is that we're living in a fallen world and that fallen world can take its toll on all of our lives. And the truth is all of us, it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from, all of us along life have experienced various kinds of hurts, disappointments, pains inflicted by others insults, abuse, neglect, disappointments, mistreatments. We all have experienced all of those things. But David said in Psalm 23, verse 3, he restores my soul. And I love what we read in Jeremiah 30, verse 17 in the New King James Version translation. Listen to this. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds. 
saith the Lord. That is a promise. He'll restore health to you, and he will restore you from your wounds. Jesus is willing. He is ready. It is his nature to heal and to restore. He is a masterful restorer. And as I've told you in previous programs, in his life before he entered into the ministry, Jesus was referred to as a carpenter. It's a really bad translation of the Greek word tecton. The word tecton is where we get the word for technology. It already tells us this was somebody who had advanced skills. But a tecton was not necessarily a person who worked with wood. It was a person who worked with exquisite furniture. A person who made furniture that was veneered with ivory and precious stones. A master craftsman who worked with gold and silver and bronze and who even fashioned jewelry that was dazzling. That's what the word tecton means. It could describe a person who painted frescoes on the wall of a building or a man who was so artistic he could design frescoes and install the frescoes. And the word tecton was used in the literary world to describe men who were so brilliant that they could write literary masterpieces. It's one who has the ability to produce or to bring forth. That's what the word tecton means, which unfortunately is translated as the word carpenter in the Gospels in the King James Version. And a better translation of the word tecton rather than carpenter would be artisan. Jesus was the great artisan. He could touch something and make it shine. In fact, that word tecton was specifically used someone who could make shiny things. And that's what Jesus does when he touches our life. But on Monday, I told you about the apartment that Denise and I bought several decades ago in the city of Riga. We'd been living in a little village. I mean, a little village. And we decided to move to the big town of Riga, which had about 800,000 people. I began to search for a place where our family could live. And of course, we like to entertain a lot of people because we're in the ministry. So I wanted to find a big apartment, but we didn't have a lot of money to spend. So I had to look for what we could afford. And I began to look at dilapidated, abandoned apartments. And I found one right in the heart of the city on the second floor of a completely vacated building that was derelict. And that building had been built in 1898. And in 1898, it had been one of the most exquisite, luxurious buildings in the whole city of Riga. But by the time I found it, it was in a shambles. It was completely desolate. I remember walking into the building. It was so dark and dreary, and it felt like a refrigerator because it was so cold. And I walked up those devastated steps up to the second floor and pushed open the door. It wasn't even locked. It was abandoned. There wasn't even a lock on the door. And when I walked into that apartment, ay, 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 it was horrible. The windows were broken. It was the fall. The cold air was blowing through that apartment. The floors were rotten. Hooligans had written curse words all over the walls of the apartments. The beautiful crown molding was covered with more than 50 years of old chalkish white Soviet paint. It was in such a shambles. I walked into what had once been the kitchen. It was literally filled with heaps and heaps of garbage. I mean heaps of garbage. And when I walked into the bathroom, the people who previously lived there 
the men had missed the toilet so many times. The urine ate a hole through the floor next to the toilet, and you could stand by the toilet and look down into the apartment below. Oh, it was horrific. But as I walked through and looked at that old place, it had 13 rooms, had four, it had seven fireplaces, but it was... Oh, who in their right mind would ever buy such a place? But I could see potential. And you know, the amazing thing is Denise was not with me. If she had been with me, she would have said, uh-uh, honey, we are not going to do this. But she wasn't with me. And I could see potential. So I bought it. And I called her. I said, Denise, I bought us an apartment. You might be a little shocked when you see it, but just remember, it has promise. <laughs> the first time I walked her through it, she was speechless. She said, Rick, you have got to be kidding. You actually paid for this place. But guess what? We went to work to restore it. We fixed the floors. We put in new windows. The crown molding was so magnificent that you couldn't see it because it was covered by more than 50 years of white chalkish Soviet paint. So an expert came in with dental instruments to clean every little detail in the crown molding. And day by day, the crown molding began to emerge. It was so magnificent. We fixed up all those fireplaces. And by the time that we were finished, we had quite an apartment. It was spectacular. But if you compared what it was when we found it to what it was like after we finished restoring it, it was hard to believe that it was even the same place. This dismal place literally became shiny. It was like a museum. In fact, people would come into our apartment and their mouths would drop open because it was so spectacular. And the truth is, the latter version was probably even more beautiful than the first version. And when I was working on that apartment with our friends, I always thought about Jesus' work in our lives because Jesus lays his hands on us. We have different rooms of our life that have fallen into shambles and are desolate. We've been hurt. We've experienced disappointments in life. The enemy has attacked us. He's come to kill, to steal, and destroy. And he does his best to leave us in a terrible mess. But hey, those are the places where the great artisan wants to put his hand. Jesus wants to release his creative powers to take that which is destroyed and to marvelously make it all over again. And that's what he wants to do with your life. And when you read John 10, 10, it says the thief comes, but for to steal, to kill and destroy. But I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And let me read to you again what I read to you on Monday, the RIV, the Renner interpretive version of John 10, 10. The thief wants to get his hands into every good thing in your life. Remember, he's a kleptomaniac. He's just bent on stealing. Not because he needs it. He can't constrain himself. He is a thief. He's a kleptomaniac. The thief wants to get his hands into every good thing in your life. In fact, this pickpocket is working for any opportunity to wiggle his way so deeply into your personal affairs that he can walk off with everything you hold precious and dear. And that's not all. 
When he's finished stealing all your goods and possessions, he'll take his plan to rob you blind to the next level by creating conditions and situations so horrible that you'll see no way to solve the problems except to sacrifice everything that remains from the previous attacks. The goal of this thief is to totally devastate your life, and if nothing stops him, he'll leave you insolvent, flat broke, and cleaned out in every area of your life. You'll end up feeling as if you're finished and out of business. Make no mistake, the enemy's ultimate aim is to obliterate you. But, Jesus said, I have specifically come with the express purpose that you have, hold, and possess a phenomenal and amazing life. My purpose is that you will possess life so full that it overflows and spills over like a mighty river so full of water that its banks can no longer contain it all. I'm talking about an amazingly full, spirited, vivacious life that is literally overthrowing and overflowing and spilling over. I have explicitly come so you can possess an abundant, profuse, plentiful, and bountiful life. Well, make your choice. Live in destruction or take the abundant life that Jesus wants to give. And in fact, in John 19.10, listen to this. Jesus himself said these words, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was Lost, which means Jesus is a specialist at seeking and saving what is lost. And the word lost, the Greek word apolumi, which conveys the idea of something ruined, wasted, trashed, devastated, or destroyed. It is exactly where we get the word destroyer in the New Testament. It describes something becoming completely unraveled to the point that it falls to pieces. And if you feel that your life has become unraveled and is falling to pieces, then you are the restoration project Jesus wants to get his hands on. He comes to seek and to save that which is unraveled, that which is coming to pieces. And according to Luke 19 verse 10, his intention is to seek it and to save it. And of course, this also refers to seeking and saving the lost. But all of us have some areas of loss in our lives. And Jesus wants to seek for those areas that we feel have become desolate and lost. He wants to seek for it. He wants to save it. What does that mean? He wants to seek for it. And what does the word save mean? Well, the word seek, the Greek word zeteo, describes a desire to pursue something, to seek for something to earnestly search for something. It pictures a person so intent on achieving his goal that he'll search, seek, and investigate and never give up on his pursuit until he gets what he wants. And it signifies that Jesus has put forth and he is still putting forth his best efforts to earnestly seek and to save whatever Satan has tried to steal, kill, and destroy. But hold on. What does the word save mean? Because the fullness of the verse says, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The word save is the word sozo. Sozo. Which is the most common word for salvation in the New Testament. Listen to this. It implies rescue. He comes to rescue what has been lost. 
The word sogo implies rescue, such as a rescue from a raging sea, rescue from an illness, rescue from immediate danger. And inherent in this type of rescue is one's return to safety and soundness. It doesn't just describe a salvage operation. This is a fully redemptive and fully restorative operation. To be clear, when Christ finishes his work in us, he doesn't just make us a better version of what we used to be. He makes us brand new, fully, fully, fully restored. We're stronger. We are better because of what Jesus has come to do inside us. We're not a second-rate version of what we used to be. In Christ, we're better than what we used to be. That's what this word save means. And, of course, it takes me back in my mind to that apartment in Riga. It had come to pieces. It was undone. It was unraveled. It was horrible, horrible. Imagine a hole next to the toilet where you could see through to the apartment below, which was in as bad a shape as our apartment. The whole building was derelict. But we put our hands on it. And with faith, with prayer and really hard work, we begin to put elbow grease into that apartment working day by day by day until we begin to strip off all those old layers of wallpaper and remove all that old wacky, white, chalkish looking paint. We begin to get it down to its bare bones and then begin to put in all the work to make it gleam and to make it shine again. And the final product was really something else. And that's what Jesus wants to do with you. So today I want to ask you, what area of your life needs to be restored? Maybe you've already allowed Jesus to touch a slither of your life, and that area is in pretty good shape. But what about the other areas? Are there other rooms in your life that he's not touched yet? Remember, he's a tecton. He's a master artisan. He makes things to be shiny. That's his specialty. And Jesus wants to put his hand on you and every compartment in your life, every room that has been touched by destruction. And if desolation is there, he wants to release all of his creative powers. In fact, those are the very kinds of places he is seeking to save, to rescue, and to bring back the soundness and safety. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I'm going to throw open the door for you to come into every room of my life. Thank you for what you've already done. But now I want you to come into every room, restore me from the destruction that's been in my life and make every area of my life shine again. That's his area of specialization. So let him do it. I'll be back in just a moment. And I want to pray for you. Most people have been through rough times in life, and rough times can take a toll on relationships, health, finances, and so many other areas. If you feel you've suffered loss along the way in some area of your life, Jesus is in the restoration business, and he really can restore anything the devil or life has tried to ruin or take from you. In this amazing five-part series, you'll learn Jesus really can restore what the devil has tried to steal, kill, and destroy in your life. Jesus can restore you from abuse you have experienced. Jesus can even restore years you have lost. Jesus came to bring life back into all the areas where you feel you've been negatively affected and where you feel you've suffered loss. This series is designed to help you get back what the devil has tried to take away from you. 
and it's available in digital or physical format, starting at just $10. We're also offering you a special bundle of Denise Renner's books, including You Know What Time It Is, Redeemed from Shame, The Gift of Forgiveness, and Who Stole Cinderella? People all over the world have testified about how God has used these books to liberate and set them free. And we believe they can make a big difference in your life or in the life of someone you love. This power-packed four-book bundle can be yours for just $34. Don't miss this special offer, the series, You Are God's Restoration Project, and the special bundle of Denise's books. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Friends, this is Rick Renner, and I'm standing inside what's going to be the new studio in our TV studio in Moscow. You have given to make this happen. And right now, as you know, prices in Russia are just skyrocketing because of what's taking place in our part of the world. I want to say thank you to every one of you that have done something sacrificial to help us buy all the materials we need to finish the interior. We need to wrap this up as fast as we can. Proverbs 10:21 says the lips of the righteous feed many. And I want you to understand that from this spot, we're going to feed people all over the world the Word of God. It's not about a building. We're not interested in buildings. This is an anchor that is pivotal for the proclamation and the distribution of the Word of God to this entire part of the world, and it is so, so needed. And by being a partner with us and being a part of our giving team to wrap this up, every time the signal goes with the Word of God into people's private spaces all over this part of the world, God is going to credit you with part of the reward for what's going to happen because it's your signal. It's your offerings. It's your sacrifices that are helping us to do this. And when people's lives are transformed, it will be credited to your account. And I want to say thank you for everything that you've already done. Thank you for helping us wrap up phase two of this very important project so we can begin to film programs right here and get the teaching of the Bible to people that are famished for it. And I want to say thank you in advance for being a part of our giving team. My friend, if you've thought today of an area of your life where you need Jesus to step into a compartment or into a room of your life to begin to restore something that's been lost or damaged, give us a call and let us pray with you. Just call us right now. What a privilege it would be for us to pray with you for the power of Jesus to be released into that part of your life. Jesus wants to make every area of your life shine and we would love to pray with you. Or maybe it's a concern for a relative or a child or a grandchild that's gone in a bad direction and Jesus needs to rescue them. Call us, tell us how to pray and we'll pray with you or send us an email. And remember that right now we're offering you my series, which is called You Are God's Restoration Project. The subtitle says, How God Restores the Desolate Places in Your Life. And it comes with a marvelous study guide. Please order this now by going online or give us a call. This is a series that can change your life, and it would be a great gift to give to somebody else. And we're also offering you a package of Denise's books, the book called Who Stole Cinderella, The Art 
of Happily Ever After. I've read it four times. The book Redeemed from Shame, How You Can Walk Free of Shame and Embarrassment. And the book called Do You Know What Time It Is? How to Buy Back Lost Time and Lost Opportunities. And finally, Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness which is what happens to you when you receive forgiveness and what happens when you extend forgiveness to somebody else. But hey, let us know how to pray for you. Please reach out to us and we'll pray for you. And I want to pray for you right now. Father, I thank you that you want to restore every area of our life where the devil has ever done any damage. And Lord, today we throw open the door to every room of our life. We ask you to come in with all of your power and make us shine in Jesus' name. Amen. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, but remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power.